Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Oh, I'm going to speak today out of 2 Corinthians 4. And in this, um, you know, Paul is sharing about his ministry and, and what God has asked him to do and why he is doing it and really what it's for. And when he explains what it's for, he, he says it's for gratitude. It's so that people will have a gratitude and a thankfulness for God and what he's done. And so I'm just going to start here in verse 7, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. And I don't know if I actually gave you all these scriptures together, so you don't have to put these up, but I just want to read this and then we'll kind of go through them. In verse 7 it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed, We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life is in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise up with Jesus, raise us up with Jesus, and will present us with you. And here in verse 15 it says, for all things are for your sakes that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. So here in Corinthians, Paul acknowledges that there has to be this this great and tremendous power if the ministry or really our lives are going to be successful or, or to succeed, that we need this this power of God that is through Jesus Christ. Because we can't do it on our own. It's God's power. It's not ours. It's what He's done for us, not what we've done for ourselves. And we are, just like Paul is saying, that, that we are this vessel. Paul is saying he's this, this vessel that is just carrying around the grace of God. That the grace of God has just been poured into him and and it has radically changed him and has done something in him and it says, and I believed and therefore spoke. So it does something in us. And his gratitude that, that he's been given the grace of God has caused him to not be silent. That that he can't stay silent because of what God's done. 
because of the grace of God in his life. And as I was reading this, I was, I was just thinking about there's, there's grace, there's gratitude, and then there's growth. And in that way, I would say growth in us, growth in, in something that, and if I could say about myself, because of what God's done in me, I can do something that I never thought I could do. Because I, I, I've said this before, many of you have heard this, but like I never thought I was going to be up here, you know? It's like, let somebody else do that, you know? It's like, I don't think I'm the person. I don't know. If I, I can't talk that well, like, you know, I don't whatever. You know, I made all these excuses, but these things that I thought about myself, but see, that's not what God thought about me. And these things that you think about yourself are these things that, that maybe have kept you back or kept you from growing. But see, the grace of God comes and gives us what we don't have. So really, then we can't make the excuses anymore. And what should be there instead of excuse is gratitude for what God has done. And then growth saying, well, I've got what I need because of him. So there's no reason that I shouldn't do what he's asking me to do. So here in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. I'll read it again. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I just... I, he says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We, this treasure, this grace of God, who God is... We hold that in our earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God. That, that God in us is what is working through us. And then he says, so all this stuff happens, but it doesn't harm us. It doesn't move us. It doesn't shake us. And I love this. Hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. You can press me, but you won't crush me. We're perplexed, but not in despair. I may be perplexed, or this, this thing come that seems like confusion, but I will not be in despair because I have the knowledge of God in me. So through Him, I will not be perplexed. Persecuted, things may happen, but He has not forsaken us. He is with us. Struck down. Maybe not knocked down, but not destroyed. You can't destroy what God has put in here. You can't mess that up. In verse 10, 2 Corinthians 4.10, it says, Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, 
that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So the reason for this, this trouble and this suffering and, and, and these things that happen, he says, listen, if you can follow me here, he's, he's like, these things may happen, but there's even a reason in those things that don't feel good, in the crushing, in, in those times whenever it feels like you're just being pushed from every side, there can still be, and there is a reason for that. And what the reason is, is so that Christ may be manifested in your mortal flesh. If I live in just this way that like nothing ever happens and, and everything's good all the time, how will Christ really be manifested in my life? And I, I, hate, I hate to say, say this, but like, man, we should want to go through tough things to see how God can be shown through those tough things. I mean, I don't want those things to happen. And we pray that God will keep us safe and, and He is our hedge of protection all around us, right? But walking through those things doesn't mean harmed by those things. It doesn't mean crushed like and, and destroyed. It, it means that those things may come, but we will walk through and God will be glorified in them. He said, God will be manifest in your life through these situations. Are we willing to, to let Him use us in these situations? Are we willing to be used by Him? See, I think the thing is, is so many times we try to keep ourselves out of situations that feel like pressure, you know? And, you know, I remember people saying, like, oh, we got to stay out of the world, you know? Stay out, like, we're just going to hang around our, you know, our friends here at church and all this stuff, and, and yes, you need to do that. Yes, you need to be a part of uh, a life group and, and learn and grow together and encourage each other. But the reason that we should do that is because we are supposed to go out into the world around us where there is trouble so that we can walk into trouble and bring the light of God and the Word of God into it and it disperses that darkness. Verse 13 says, 2 Corinthians 4.13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So he speaks then now out of this faith 
This faith that, that no matter what happens, this faith that, that whatever we walk through, this faith that stepping into this year, we may not know what this year holds. And I believe that it will hold many wonderful and great things for God's people and for you. Because God has good for you. But too many times, me included, because I have tended to do this a lot, but we think forward and worry about what's happening or going to happen in the future. And instead of that, can we just stand in faith and say, God has for me wonderful things this next year. And by His grace, each day I will step into that new day with Him, moving with Him, walking with Him, talking with Him, you know, spending my day with Him. And in that, this year can be my best year yet. See, this starts with gratitude. See, gratitude is the like, opposite of, of pride. It's the opposite of selfishness. Gratitude is being grateful for something that you've been given that you don't deserve. If you deserved it, you wouldn't be grateful for it. So when we're grateful, we are just having gratitude for the gift of life and the gift that God has given us in Christ, that He is with us, that we are this vessel, and He has filled up this vessel with who He is. So I'm grateful for that, and in that itself, I must speak, I must do, I must share about who He is. And in verse 15, 2 Corinthians 4.15, For all things are for your sake. All these things, is what Paul's saying, all these things that maybe I've had to walk through, the things that I've been through, the things that have happened in our lives, these things are for your sake. Why that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving or gratitude to abound to the glory of God. So now in this scripture, in, in verse 15, so in most translations, it uses the word thanksgiving, okay? For all things are for your sake, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. But this word grace here is charis. Okay? Grace is charis. And this word thanksgiving is eucharistia. So thanksgiving, the root word, is charis. It's the same root word. So really, grace and gratitude is a better translation that our gratitude abound at the glory of God. 
So really, Paul says, it is all for your sake so that charis extends to more and more people. It may increase eucharista, eucharistia to the glory of God. So that grace extends, it will increase gratitude. Unless we see this relationship between these two words, we really don't know what gratitude is. Because gratitude comes from grace. See, when when we thank somebody, just that saying thank you isn't really gratitude just by saying thank you. It's not the word. It's the heart and the motivation behind the word that makes it gratitude. So, because of grace, because of what Christ has done. It causes this gratitude in our heart. And our thanks to God, our gratitude to Him, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be thrown around flippantly and just saying, oh yeah, I thank God. No, this is like the foundation of who we are as Christians. It's what He's done for us and what it should do in us and how it should change us, how we should act. That we be grateful for what He's done and give Him glory. Back in verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Will we release this treasure? And this is kind of what Paul is talking about. He's saying, this, we, I'm this earthen vessel that has been filled up by God's grace with who He is. And I can't help but be poured out. I can't help but let it spill out of me so that more, it's, it's a, a cycle, so that more and more people may know God. So that more and more people can have gratitude and be grateful. So that more and more people can grow and see what God has for them so that they then could spill out over more and more people. See, it's this. But are we willing to allow God to... And I feel like that 
You know, we, we began this year talking about release. The year of release, the every seventh year in the Old Testament, God instituted the year of release, that you'd be released from, from debts and, and, and things that, that they would just, just be released. It's an amazing thing. Wouldn't we love to see that happen? Like just, hey, I've had my house for seven years. Just, <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> just let the, let the loan go. Will we release ourselves to God in, in so many ways? And, and as I started this year and as we end this year, and I'm thinking about that word release, and I, I'm thinking about, I mean, of course, as we're sharing here, that what God has done in us should cause us to release who He is, to spill out of this earthen vessel who He is so that more could know. But it's also, will we release ourselves to God? Will we release ourselves to Him? Our, our troubles, our triumphs, our successes, our struggles. Like, will we release all that to Him? And that's one of the things in, in this year that, that I have been talking to God about, will I release these things that, that I've been holding on to that have hold, been holding me back? You know, these things maybe that I think about myself or things like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I can this or that. Yes, I'm doing this, but, but what more does God have for me when I completely release everything to Him? And don't hold on to the reins or to those things that, that maybe I've said about myself or or to the, the pain that has happened before in my life, and I'm holding still on to that, or, or so many different things. But when we release it to Him, like, will we release ourselves to Him? Will we pour ourselves out? See, He's filled us up. We're supposed to pour ourselves out to others around us. He's filled us up. We're supposed to pour ourselves out back to Him. Why? And that's what Paul says. It's for the glory of God. Understanding and knowing that, that it is, is Him, it's by Him, it's through Him that we live and have our being, that, that we are here today because of Him. And He's the only reason. So will we pour ourselves out? When we open our hands and our hearts toward Him and give Him the glory. Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.